You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I am Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Ray Roberts. The Seahawks get it done 19-9. It was a different type of game. We're so used to the offense explosion. We didn't see that today. We saw a lot of field goals and a couple touchdowns. Geno Smith was 20 of 31, 197. The young man, Ken Walker, got his start today, and he performed 21 of 97, averaged 4.6 per carry, and he had one touchdown. We also have eight pass catchers today. Not a lot of yards through the air, but we still see the ball being distributed. The Seahawks had six sacks today and just had eight coming into this game. A beautiful game. Tariq Woolen, come on, 2-7, keeps making plays. Kobe Bryant keeps making plays. He forces a fumble. Tariq Woolen has an interception. Four straight games with an interception. Going into this game, we were concerned about the run game. What is that going to look like? Kyler had 10 for 100, but a lot of that was a scramble. If you take away the scrambles, I think they did well against the run. So much to talk about with this game. The Hawks are now 3-3 three and three and in the fight when it comes to taking the division. I'm going to get my guys involved. We're going to talk to Steve Rabel. All that's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks post game show. The Seahawks get her done 19 to 9. It feels good to get a win here in Lumen. But now we're going to bring in the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel and Raves. I'm looking at these stats. I'm looking at the score. And I just think this is weird, man. 19 to 9. We got one offensive touchdown. The Arizona Cardinals got one touchdown on special teams. I heard you talking about the scoregami and someone's going to find some way to blend this all together. What are your thoughts on this game overall, Rapes? Well, I thought it was, you know, interestingly enough for the Seahawks, which has not been considered a defensive team this season by a long shot, played the best defensive game they've played all year. Now, you know, I'm, uh, I know we'll hear about it, how many people are injured on Arizona. Yeah, well, we got our guys who are hurt, too. But the Seahawks defense, after giving up, this was one that I asked Riley, Michael, our, our stats guy, to kind of keep track of today because what's really been hurting the Seahawks are those explosive plays that they've been giving up. Today on explosives, which is a 12-yard run or a 16-yard pass, Arizona had five, and they had a couple of big ones right in the first quarter that led to that opening field goal. They had five total the entire game. The Hawks had eight today. That's one way that you win football games. The other way is playing great defense. Arizona started the game four of five on third down conversions. They finished with O for their last 11 times trying to convert on third down. So big day by the Seahawks defense. Seattle ran enough. Uh, Walker came up three yards short of 100. Uh, They played well enough all around, controlled the ball, converted third downs, did the Hawks. Uh, it It was as good a complete game for Seattle, take out the punt block or the punt fumble situation, as the Seahawks have played all year. I'm with you, Ravens. I feel like the Hawks needed a game like this. We've seen games where the offense just dominated and the defense held on for dear life, but I think both sides took their turns executing. And then also, man, Myers had a good day. He made all of his field goals. But when you look at Kenneth Walker run, we just inducted Sean Alexander to the ring of honor. Different type of running back. But for Ken Walker to run for 21, 97 yards, and just the way he does it, race, I don't think I've seen a running back this shifty wearing a Seahawks uniform in a very long time. No, you're right, and and it's tough for defenders. It looked like, you know, he got battered a couple of times, but he is so, as you said, shifty, that it's tough for guys to get a really good, solid shot at him. And the other thing that we tend to forget, while he doesn't look certainly as big as, as Rashad Penny, 
Uh, he carried the ball over 20 times a game at Michigan State, and they there's some big guys playing in the Big Ten that hit him every single time. So this guy is tough. He's a hard runner, but he also has such quick feet. Uh, I mean, the way he can kind of dance up to a hole and then pop, suddenly he's right or left. Uh, he's going to break more during the course of the season. And, again, came in really handy today to help continue to move the sticks so there were times when Gino and company were playing behind the sticks and looking at third and 10 or third and 12. But so many times they were making first downs and kept moving the ball. It was just really nice to see and playing such great offense complimentary to the job that the defense was doing. As I said, uh, the best total game the team has played this season. Speaking of that defense, Rave, six sacks. Going into this game, the Hawks had eight. Ryan Neal had a sack. Puna Ford, Quinn Jefferson, Shelby Harris, McChenna. DT, how impressive is it for them to get these sacks? Uh, you know what? I'm going to cut myself off, Rabes. You go home. You have a beautiful day because the coach is at the podium, and we got to let this man talk. Playing all together, everybody doing, uh, doing their part. Um, with the exception of the, uh, the punt block, um, it was really a good ball game for us in a lot of ways, and, and uh, the balance was there and, and kind of responded to the situations. We gave up that one, and then our offense came right back, went 75 yards and scored and, and answered that, that, uh, those points that went on the board for them. Um, really happy with the whole group on defense. They've been fighting their tails off to get it done and to try to get to uh, you know, a point where they feel like they're really doing something. And the pass rush just came, came to life today, and the guys were all over the quarterback. So. Um, Really rewarding in, in that regard. Uh, it's a big deal to, to get a win today. You know, everybody in the, in the division is the same. Um, so it's for starting all over again. And uh, so you could look at it a lot of ways. I'm looking at it like we're in first place, you know, and and, uh, and fired up to, to have, after we've been through what we've been through, to be in that position, um, feel fortunate. And so uh, um, <clears throat> Gino had a really solid game today. Um, we, we didn't we didn't protect as well. We held the ball a little bit, but he had a really solid day throwing the football. Um, hit some really good stuff and came through for us. Um, I thought Ken, Ken Walker was, was showed you how legit he is. He's, he's really a special runner, and he's, he's going to have marvelous, miraculous runs. Uh, it's going to shock you with the things that he does. He's, he's so laterally gifted in, in, in breaking and, and bursting and all that. Um, I thought that was great today. Um, the other thing that we – I don't even know what to tell you about, about our pups, man. Uh, to be hawking the football like they are um, – what a what are the exposition of of uh, their makeup, their way they play, uh, their their focus on the ball, um, their ability to make the plays when they're given the opportunities, and really they're finding those opportunities. Both both uh, um, Kobe and, and Tariq, and uh, it's just exciting to watch and, and to see it. Um, I, I don't. I don't remember feeling like this about a, a you know young corner out there that goes week after week after week, coming from where he came from and all that, um, and to be this far along and having this much fun and success and all that, um, it's really fun to watch. And so, um, uh, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm just kind of I'm surprised that they've they've been so consistent. I wish we would get a few more guys. If we get a few more guys involved in, the, in knocking the ball around and picking them up and all that, uh, we'll be really rolling. So. Um, Offense did a really good job in not turning the ball over today. That was a huge, a huge uh, accomplishment for us. We need to keep going there. You mentioned the drive after the special teams touchdown to immediately answer. Just on a day when things might not have been easy for the offense to get that drive in that moment, how big was that for Gina and them? Yeah, I think it was, it was exactly what we needed at the time so that momentum wouldn't, wouldn't swing the other way. Took time off the clock, and there was a, a dominant, you know, 
drive force. Um, finished up with a spectacular run uh, Ken made. Um, so, yeah, it was really – that's the kind of playing with continuity and, and, and connection to the other side of the ball that really, was really obvious today. What do you see as the biggest factor to awaken the pass rush? The, say, the what? To awaken the pass rush. What was the biggest factor in getting those guys playing? Uh, we were ahead. We, you know, we were clearly ahead in the game, and, and uh, um, they were playing from behind. And it, that's – you know, we've been in that situation so many times in our stadium, and, and that's how it goes. You know, we've seen it like that for years. Uh, the, the pass rush light, lights, lights up with the, the help of the crowd, and we get off the ball so well and, and all of that, and it really makes for a, a, the kind of heyday that those guys are looking for, you know. So um, that's true. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't any one guy. It was everybody, you know. It went six sacks by six different guys. Some magical runs that uh, Kenneth's going to keep producing things. Is, is what we saw today exactly what you guys saw when he was he was this special in college you know he was making he had great uh, great numbers after contact um, big plays exciting spectacular runs and all of that it, it, he's hard to tackle and he's he, again he's got so much power in his in his uh, lateral movement when he when he gets in and out of breaks and the run on our sidelines was a spectacular run I don't know if you how well you guys saw it or not but uh, that, it was right in front of us and we saw the way he made guys fall off and drip off and miss him he almost scored on the play um, there's just more of it, and, and uh, the touchdown run looked easy, you know, the one that he makes, so uh, pretty exciting. Did you think you'd be getting this much this soon from your rookie class? No, I, I could never have foreseen that, really, honestly. I, I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I, I knew that, but I, <laughs> I didn't. Um, this is what we hope for. I mean, you hope when you draft a guy, you can picture what he's going to do, and you hope that he's going to fit in and, and, and you know, be a, a factor for us. But I don't know how I many. It's like six guys or something that are playing, starting, and doing stuff. I don't know how many how many it is, but those guys are they're just coming through. And Mafe played well again on, on his edge, you know. And and uh, so, no, it's it's better than we expected. It's what we had hoped for. <clears throat> and so you know, you know, we're we're just getting started. We're just it's this is just warming them up, you know. So hopefully these guys will continue to to grow and be creative and, and productive and and uh, and keep giving us the thrills. Plays that Woolen is making for those interceptions, it doesn't look like there's anything fluky or lucky about those. What, no, what can no, you no, say about no, the no. The one last week, he, you know, he comes back on a comeback. This one was a deep ball they tried to throw over the top of him. He had a couple of those earlier in the year uh, and in preseason, too, that he just wasn't as comfortable with. He's comfortable now. He's feeling it. And, and so he's capable of, of – those weren't, aren't hard plays for him to make. He's just in the right place, and he's so – dynamic as, a, as an athlete he can get up and get off the, off the ground on the high ball and, and you know you really can't contest him so uh you know it looks it's pretty exciting speaking of Boye, he seemed to make a couple really nice plays keeping runs contained on the edges for you guys today only 44 yards from the running backs on 17 carries how big was that to kind of get your defense moving right that now? was the game plan this week that, the, that those guys had to do a great job on the edge and you saw why the way kyler was running around um you know he's he's dynamic football player but the running backs couldn't get it done and our guys did a great job of keeping them corralled and, and it was a, a big week of discipline understanding what the rhythm of this this their their game was like so that we would be available to make those plays and a really nice job by the defensive coaches to, to get that across to the guys and and because we played a little bit different today to take care of that and the guys really took the game plan 
Al Woods not being there, obviously he's a big part of what you do. The way the interior guys stepped up in his absence. Yeah, Poon terrific job. And, I mean, terrific job. Their running backs average two and a half yards of carry. And that's all those guys working inside and setting the, the thing in motion. Uh, we made a couple adjustments this week that worked out great. And uh, I think there's going to pay off as we move forward. And I think Clint did a great job to, to take a, you know, step back and take a look at some things and fix some things up uh, to suit our players and, and take advantage of what our guys can do. And uh, and it worked out. And I know those guys, will they'll feel it too. They're, they're going to, it's going to make a difference as we move ahead. On, on the fourth downs, a lot of key fourth downs, especially kind of early in the game that, that you guys got stopped. Yeah, that. what a huge change. You know, they're like turnovers almost, you know, and, and uh, all but. Um, but to rise up and, and, and dominate on those plays, you know, we, we, we won those plays handily. And, and uh, you know, we've seen that from this defense before. You know, when, it, when it's on, on the line, they, they find their way, and they certainly did that today. Looking back at the matchup late last season with the Cardinals and in this game as well, how important against this yeah, particular... Yeah, we beat these guys here. Huh? Yeah, about time. <laughs> I don't know how many games it's been or what it's been, but uh, that was really nice to get that done. Sorry, that's not what you asked. Yeah. The, the <laughs> opponent that you're playing against, how important is it against Kyler Murray to get that interior pressure with your defensive line? Because that seemed to be the recipe <clears> of <throat> that finale last year as well. Yeah, let's, we got to play him again. Okay, so I'm not answering that question. Sorry. Back to Walker real quick. I mean, Sorry. obviously you guys are aware of his ability, but were there any questions on, on whether he could carry the wrong game as the lead back from start to finish? And did he no, we thought... You know, Johnny thought that from the start that this guy could be the lead back, and and uh, and thinking that it would be great to have two of those guys, you know, on the same team and and to help, you know, share the load and all of that. And unfortunately, that hasn't we, we weren't able to catch up with that yet. But um, so we're, I'm not surprised at all. It was like you give him a chance, <clears throat> he's going to show you this stuff. So it was just a matter of remember he, he he's had a number of plays in earlier games. He was a little bit out of sorts and a little bit out of whack, you know, one way or the other, <clears throat> and didn't didn't find his rhythm yet. He's just getting started. I mean, he's just getting started. This is the first chance he's had to be carried the ball 20 times a day, 21 or something like that. Yeah, you know, that's a beautiful number for him to, to get out there. And, and uh, I think he had over 100 yards, but we, we had called one back or something like that. But, um, I mean, he, he's the real deal, you know, in, in our eyes. And so it's really all that counts right now. Is this the first time you've played the way you wanted to on both sides? Yeah. Yeah, this is the first game. That that not even the first night, you know, the uh, the the Denver night. That was it was okay. You know, that was this was much more in, in line. You know, we always want to rush the passer here at Lumens. You know, we want to be able to take advantage of the crowd and the noise. That's exactly what happened. That was that was coming together with the crowd and and, uh, and our, our guys really being able to recognize, you know, the, the benefits of that. That's 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 happened for years around here. There's been some times when we haven't seen it, and that's because we need to do our part. But uh, um, today it was live and in color. It was beautiful. Good to get D going a little bit more. D Eskridge. Say it again. Good to get him going. Yeah, yeah, more. yeah. And he did. He did. Uh, he showed up in, in some nice ways. That, that's great. He, you know, he was sick early in the week and he didn't have a full week of preparation. We we're a little bit concerned about that. But uh, the last couple of weeks, he's really, he's really cleaned things up. He really is uh, on his assignments and all of that. And you can see how, how dynamic a player he, he has a chance to be too. So we need to just keep going with him. What, what did happen on the punt? Uh, we missed a pickup miserably, you know, and, and uh, um, from what I understand, we haven't seen, I haven't seen the look at it yet. I was talking to the coaches about it. We missed something. Shelby Harris, is he okay? Yeah. Well, uh, we're very fortunate. We got out of the game really clean. Austin-wise, too. It looks like he came yes. off. Yes. It looks like at this point that everybody, we don't have anybody on the, on the report. Ryan Young had 
What can you say about Rand Neal's play today? Yeah, I mean, the more he's out here, the, just out there, the more he does. He uh, he'll tackle better. You know, he, he he got excited on a couple tackles and took a shot a little bit more anxious than he needed to be. But he's just a good ball player for us, and, and I love him out there and his excitement that he brings and uh, the juice and, and his aggressiveness. That style really fits us, and uh, I'm glad that he's really showing up. Anything else? Any questions from the Tucson crew? We any questions? For you? No, that's it. Colby, no. Okay. All right. See you guys. That was Pete Carroll. Seahawks football is brought to you by Pizza Hut, proud partner of the Seattle Seahawks. When we return, I'm going to get more analysis from my guy, Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. Seahawks get it done 19 to 9. Seahawks are victorious here in Lumen. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 19 to 9. We got the little homie in the back with the DK Metcalf jersey on. How about that win, fellas? I'm sitting here with Robert Turbin. And Ray Roberts <laughs> of and Michael only. Bumpus. <laughs> Fellas, man, break this down, Turbo. What you see, what you like. Different kind of win, but got it done. Big Ray going to love this. Yeah, he going to love this because it started and finished with, with the, the line boys. of scrimmage, baby. I love you know that. what I'm saying? It started and finished with the line of scrimmage. Kenneth Walker, opening game as a starter, got going, 97 total yards. Could have had a, a, a hundred easily, but he had a couple losses there or whatever. But overall, Ran the ball really efficiently all game. And this offensive line really dominated in a lot of ways uh, in the run game, uh, the, the, the Cardinals. Now, there's some things to clean up in the passing game, uh, for sure, as it pertains to protecting, um, you know, Geno. But overall, offensive line pretty good. And how about this defensive line, right, for the Seattle Seahawks getting in the backfield and disrupting right. their game? Let me get up in there. We got Geno Smith standing at the podium now. And then close things out with a few first downs. Man, uh, it felt like one of those heavyweight fights, man. Uh, division opponent, they know us, we know them. It was going back and forth. Their defense did a great job. But I feel like when we needed it the most, our guys stepped up. We were able to get like a 70, 75-yard drive against a really tough defense, score points, give us the lead. And, uh, you know, that's what we talk about, complimentary football. You know, that's what it's all about, everyone playing together. The defense played spectacular today, um, and, and, and that's what we're going to need moving forward, you know. Uh, I think we're, we're doing a pretty good job on offense, but I know we can be better. But, you know, it was an overall complete team win today. I think Kenneth handled his first start back there next to you. Man, he's explosive. I mean, it was one of those runs where I don't think he gained – he might have gained one yard, but he made like six dudes miss, you know, on a run. And that's just how special he is, man. He can make, you know, something out of nothing. And, uh, you know, when the line's blocking great and he gets up to the second level, it's going to be hard, you know, to, to get him down. But today he did a great job, was great in protections, and, uh, you know, I think he, he, he's really coming along. Rashini, you use your, your legs a lot more. You think that's going to be incorporated more directly into the game plan moving forward? Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes it's just about taking what they're giving you. Uh, their defense did a great job at, you know, bracketing DK and Tyler, and they had a great plan. And so we had to go to some other guys, and, and they stepped up. D. Eskridge, Marquise, Noah had a, a pretty good day. And then myself, you know, being a weapon as well, using my legs. And so uh, teams continue to play us that style, um, which I expect, where they're, you know, playing off and bracketing our, you know, our receivers. Uh, then that means there's no one covering me, you know, if I take off and run. Week six, but you guys are tied for first place right now in the division. Does, does that mean anything to you right now, particularly when I think most people are sleeping on you guys? 
Uh, it means everything. It really does. Um, you know, that's what it's about. You know, we have to win our division first in order to get to the playoffs, which is our goal. And so, obviously, it's just week six. We still got a long ways to go. Uh, but to be in first place right now is, is extremely good. And so we, we got to look at that and say, OK, that's a good thing. But we got we got further to go and uh, we got to keep building. I got to step it up personally. I got to play better. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get that right. But overall, man, I think we're in a good spot. You already talked about Kenneth. You've obviously got the rookies start to tackle. The rookies on defense causing turnovers again. Just that whole class, what's it like seeing all those guys? Man, I said, I said it to Tyler. I was like, man, that rookie class, they didn't miss. Every, every single one of those guys are, are studs. They're contributing, um, and you can see them growing every single week, uh, each one of those guys. And for those guys to be young rookies and to be stepping up the way that they are, you know, I think it speaks volumes to them personally as players and then to the organization and front office and scouts for selecting those guys. What was sort of the difference, the, the drive after the after the they scored and then you guys went right back down the field on one? What was sort of the difference for you guys on that drive than maybe some of the other drives? You know, I think it started with play calling. You know, Shane did a great job. Uh, you know, the first half was kind of funky. We had some different situations, didn't really have the ball a lot in the first half. And so a lot of our calls were, were still up. And so Shane did a great job of getting to the calls. Protection was there. Uh, we ran the ball a few times. You know, I think I was able to use my legs a, a couple times. And overall, I think the urgency was there. We knew... You know, hey, man, we've been struggling a little bit all game, but, you know, here's our time to step up and, and kind of give us a lead and, and let our defense go out there and play ball and, and take momentum back, and I think that's what we did there. You mentioned, like, getting the ball to guys like Marquise and D on days where teams are making it difficult. How nice is it to have guys like that to throw to? Man, it's extremely nice um, to, to have guys like that who are capable or more than capable. You know, D. Eskridge and Marquise and Noah, you know, Will Disley, Kobe Parkinson, all those guys are capable. DJ Dallas, um, they can all make plays. And, you know, obviously we have, you know, our two uh, lead horses with, with, with Tyler and DK. But if teams are going to just take them away and say, hey, you other guys beat us, you know, we have the guys to do that. You mentioned you the... Sorry, go ahead. Um, well, you mentioned the rookie class, um, focusing on Tariq, too. I mean, as a, a quarterback, seeing what he's able to do on defense, what what do you think it would be like to face him? What do you think makes him effective? Yeah, I faced him in camp. You know, he gave, he, he gave me a couple uh, struggles. And, uh, you know, to see him growing and, and learning the game and playing, you know, above the neck, uh, it's scary because he's got all the physical tools and, uh, you know, Kobe as well. You know, those, those guys are doing a great job at processing and, and, you know, taking in the coaching and the game plans and executing on Sundays and you see it showing up. And, uh, you know, I think those guys will continue to do that. You said you felt you needed to step it up a little bit. Was there something you felt you didn't do right today or? I just don't think I played my best game today. Um, you know, hats off to their defense because they, they played a big part in that. But, uh, you know, I have a certain set of standards for myself personally. And uh, not to take away from what we did as a team. You know, we did a great job, and, and winning is great. Always in the NFL, but I know I need to be better, and I will be. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, that was Geno Smith. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. Man, he talked about Tariq Woolen. I, I wrote something down. He goes, he's, he's learning above the neck. He already got everything else, right? But he's learning above the neck. Tariq Woolen became the seventh player in franchise history and just the third rookie since 2000 to record an interception in four consecutive games. He only had two interceptions in college, fellas. So when we see a performance like this, we're watching a young man blossom. And I think he's getting coached up, Ray. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there it is. There you go, yep. Um, the, the, the thing I think is important is that um, – People are taking the time, too, with him to, to coach him up, and he's taking to the coach. And there's always, like as a coach, you always feel like 
if uh, you know, that you're giving guys good information in practice, that you're giving them good information in meetings and such. But then it's a, it's up to the player to take it from practice to the to the game time, and he's been able to do that. And so, like uh, like Pete was saying, like it hasn't been fluke interceptions. Like you know, the ball just happened to come to him. He's he's made great plays, great reads, great technique to pit, to get these interceptions. All right, um, Turbo, got to cut you off again, brother. Right. I apologize. <laughs> we got Quandre at the podium right now. Hold the team to three points. That first, the only score on us was the first drive when we trying to get settled down. So, um, great effort from coaches and everything. So, um, dope day. You mentioned the D line to get that done without Al Woods, who's been so important. What does that say about the rest of the guys? I mean, <clears throat> those guys know. You know, with Big Al's down, you know, um, things are definitely different. And um, you know, it was a, definitely a group effort. You know, Monet came in, played a hell of a game, and you know, Shelby and. You know, Q Jeff and Puna and, you know, just letting those guys attack and just be who they are was, was super dope to watch. But it did, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, it just, did the communication come together just the best it's come together this season? Is that what we saw today as a result on defense? I just think when everybody's locked in, everybody kind of know, you know, what's going on and, you know, you're seeing things and you kind of get settled down and, you know, the coaches were able to let us settle down after that first drive where, you know, those guys are going fast. We get calls in quick and we just play what we play. But, you know, being able to see different formations and seeing things like that, which was was really cool. You know, guys are bringing the defense to life. And, you know, it's cool when everybody's out there talking, you know, when everybody's talking and everybody sees something. Um, that's what makes the game fun to me. You know, um, the running, hitting, the interceptions, all that's cool. But like the intellectual part of the game is what I what I love to see everybody on the same page about because that's what you know that's what slows the game down for everybody. You guys have to think less than and just react. Yeah, because you get lined up, you see formations, you call out things that you've seen on film, and um, after the first fifteen, you know, teams gonna go back to what they do, and you know, um, we kind of got settled down. I think they had a long drive the first one. And, you know, the second drive, you know, we got settled down a little bit more and we made some adjustments, which was cool. Rookie all quarterbacks. Oh, I was going to say, all the fourth downs. They had a lot of critical fourth downs in the game. What was sort of the key to, to kind of stopping them all over? Well, I mean, just keeping the, keeping the pocket, keeping them in the pocket, um, you know, putting our hands up and compre- and just pressuring the pocket and just keeping everything in. And, you know, when, when you get Kyler, you know, kind of boxed in a little bit, you know, um, it, it makes it harder, which he's a he's a great player. Don't get me don't get it twisted, but um, you know the D line did a heck of a job doing that. Rookie corners, it's three straight games they both had takeaways. I mean, it was like watching those two do their thing. Special, you know, it's like seeing your little brothers shine. You know, for me, is those really like my little brothers. Like I, I've been super excited about both of them since the jump. So um, seeing them go out there and make the plays and and bring that to life. And, you know, you can just watch it because I have a front row seat. I'm in the back just trying to control, which I'm happy about being uh, being in the back, being able to see those guys and, you know, just letting those things go. So um, those guys are getting after it and they got to continue to do it. You know, we got 17 games. You know, we only week six. So um, when that turnovers come, they come in bunches. What are some of the plays that Tariq is making on the ball? What have you thought of those? I mean, I, I just I don't understand why you would try six four corner and runs a four two on a goal ball. Like it's like even if you try to throw a perfect ball, he's gonna be right there because he's so tall, his arms are so long. Like I mean, it's he's phenomenal. You know what I mean? So um, he's just he's learning the game each and every week, and I don't even think he understands what he's doing right now. Like you just see him, and all he does is like give a thumbs up. He's like. It's a really good play. You know what I mean, he just he just oblivious to what's going on. So 
Um, I'm super proud of him. You know, I'm super, super proud of him, him and Kobe. You know, uh, Kobe's one of those feisty guys anyways. He always, when I try to tell him something he don't like, he get an attitude with me, but still let him know I'm the big brother. So it's cool. I'm excited about those guys' growth. Other side of the ball, but uh, Kenneth kind of had his coming out party there. Right. Like you've seen what he can do in practice. What do you think he showed up there today? I mean, y'all saw what he was doing in training camp before he got hurt. So... I've been super high on K-9. Um, I remember watching him at Michigan State last year. Just, I mean, hell, he carried Michigan State last year. You see how those guys looking this year. But um, you see him, see the things that he does each and every day, the way he brings that mindset to practice. Um, he's just getting started. So it's going to be dope to see. I think, you know, that rookie class is really, really special. Did you see this performance coming in practice this week at all? Was practice different or anything like that? Mm, I, don't, I don't know. You know, you can have good weeks of practice and still play bad. You know what I mean? You never know. But I just think guys are more focused. You know, I think guys are more pissed off. And um, that's one of those things that, that, that kind of happens. You know, I love to see the fight in, <clears throat> in the team after, you know, we have a heartbreaking loss last week. Why now did they get pissed off this particular week? Why did it work? Like I mean, it doesn't always work. But, I mean, shit, it, it worked this week. And, um you know, we were able to come out with, with energy and passion. And, you know, I just it just felt different during pregame. So um, I don't know what it was. I woke up. You know, even I was in a good mood today. So um, it, was, it was pretty cool. How about being in first place right now? I know it's only six weeks in. But I mean, it's cool. You know, being at three and three, we're even. You know what I mean? Um, in first place, uh, we're just cool, you know. But now it's time to start stacking these things week to week. You know, you can't be one of those teams, win one, lose one, win one, because that's, you know, that's average football. You know, we need to start stacking these dubs and um, being consistent. And, I mean, I think it's going to be really, really fun when, you know, offense, defense, and special teams are clicking at the same time. You know, I think, you know, it can be real special around here. Anything else? Thank that was Quandre Diz. He said, let's stack these doves. I'm with that, Quandre. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. Today's crucial cash game is presented by Virginia Mason Franciscan Health. Let us help you intercept cancer by getting screened. Visit Seahawks.com slash crucial catch to learn more. All right. We're going to get these guys involved. I promise you, when we get back, the Seahawks get it done. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Ray Roberts. We just got a visit from our good friend, Rye, who's going to school tomorrow. He's going to have a great day because the Seahawks got it done today, 19-9. And finally, I get the expert analysis from my guys over here. I know y'all been waiting. Turbo. Kind of, I cut you off twice already because guys <laughs> are at the good. podium. You know? So tell me what's on your mind, man, your thoughts about this game. Yeah, no, like I mentioned earlier, man, we, we dominated up front for the most part, particularly in the run game offensively and then defensively, uh, you know, putting pressure on Kyler Murray and being able to get into the backfield. Six sacks today uh, for this defense, that's big time. That's something that we haven't done on a consistent basis. And, you know, to do it against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, who can do a lot of dynamic things with his feet, escape pressure, uh, and and be able to contain him and really get him to the ground uh, really shows where this defense is heading. So I think it's something that 
they certainly can build off of heading into next week. Yeah, I, I thought that was important too. You know, we talked about that a little bit in the pregame about you know this isn't necessarily a get-right game, but it was a game to build some confidence, and so they had a great foundation that they uh, that they did that with. And uh, are we all right? Hey, let's go to Tariq Woolen right now. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that ball is for sure going to the closet with the rest. <laughs> your, your older teammates, they mean this in the kindest way. They said maybe you don't even know what you're doing half the time out there. You're just getting by on salad. What are they doing by that? Um, you know, I, I just embrace it because, you know, it's, it's a little bit that it's kind of true, but um, – I just been trying to gain a lot of knowledge about the game, you know, just situations and just the different little things that go into it to help you better as a player. And uh, I feel like I've been doing that just from the time I got here until now. And I was blessed with athletic ability. So when those two come together and you know, like, what you can do, it slows the game down a lot for you. And it's just been slowing down, you know, week after week. Just in here and said he doesn't understand why teams would try to throw the deep ball against you with your size athleticism. Are you surprised that they're still trying to get uh, those balls downfield? I was I was kind of surprised because uh, just throughout the whole game, it was a, a quiet game. I'm just like, okay, like, is it a pass on come? And then I lined up against a tight end in the, in the situation it was in towards the end of the game, and I was just playing off. And that, I was like, okay, finally get some action. And um, on that play, I had got an interception. I seen that Kyler Murray and uh, Marquise Brown did a signal like this or something like that. And just knowing who Marquise Brown is and the situation it was, he he's going to have to go deep. So I just made sure I stayed on top the whole route. And shoot, I just made a play on the ball. Pete said, you know, throughout from maybe camp till now, you're making that play more consistently on that go ball. What's allowed you to, you know, instead of just defending it, be able to get the ball? Uh, just being confident in myself and just catching the ball, like, uh, I remember just when I first got here, uh, you know, no no shame to my teammates, but as a, you're a rookie and you dropping passes and stuff and you looking like, okay, this is not the impression you want to make a guy that's dropping a lot of balls. So I just made sure, uh, like, whenever we had walkthrough and stuff, Marquise Good was the guy. He just uh, started helping me, like, catch tennis balls. And after that, uh, at practice, just uh, – we just the quarterbacks just throw us a lot of passes throughout through in and out of plays and my hands just start getting more confident and confident. So uh it's just like an everyday thing now, it's just those those routines and when it comes to game time it makes making a play a lot easier. I think you had two interceptions in college to have four and four <laughs> games here. What, how do you even kind of wrap your head around that and what you've done so far? It's crazy because uh, I remember in college like my first interception, I had a broken arm. I had a whole cast on the club on, like, <laughs> scar right here. So, like, I had a whole club on, and I'm like, dang, I like this feeling. I want to do it a lot more. And in college, uh, teams really didn't try me as much, but also I, uh, I didn't really have as much confidence as I do now myself. And just when I got the second one, too, I actually had both hands, and I was like, okay, now nah, this is pretty cool. You have to catch it and actually, you know, Get it, and one, uh, one thing I wanted to make sure is to just to get the ball, because I feel like nowadays in the NFL it's about getting that ball out and just giving it to the offense. And so that's one thing I've been trying to do is just give the offense as many opportunities to go score the ball as they as they can. I know you and Richard have developed a, a bond. Have you heard from him since after the game? Uh, just like through Twitter, but. Uh, he always uh, comes up to the facility, and I try to keep in touch as much as possible with a guy like that. And I'm pretty sure when I go check my phone after this, I'll see something. <laughs> what, what kind of advice have you got for him? 
Shoot, honestly, he just, you know, well, don't care what people, you know, say. Just go out there and be you. and Just go out there and trust what you do and, and just trust in your coaches. And if guys make a play, just move on to the next play. Kobe, I mean, you, you've had your picks. Kobe keeps forcing fumbles. It's kind of cool to see both of you guys making these plays. Oh, yeah. It was, it's pretty cool because I remember when we first had got here, you know, Kobe was like a – like, he talked to you a little bit, but he didn't really talk as much. And it's like now it's just so easy to talk to each other and stuff like that. And it just shows, like, from, from the point I met him to now, it just shows how comfortable, you know, we start to get with each other. And when a person is comfortable with you off the field, it makes it easier on the field to just play like that because the chemistry there. Andre Diggs said, you're a little brother. What kind of a big brother is he? True. Uh, a funny dude, but I'm telling you, a great leader. Like, he he knows the boundary when it's time to play and joke around with you, but when it's time to be serious, he makes sure he on your ass and he makes sure that you're getting it right because uh, in, this, in this type of work, no guy don't want to be with a person that don't know what he's doing. So uh, he's been doing a great job helping with the defense and a great job just being a leader and just being a big brother and just make sure, like, off the field, you know, football bigger than just on the field. So he's just been helping out with that too. We mentioned your relationship with, with Richard. I mean, being a part of the franchise that had uh, a bunch of players like the Legion of Boom, I mean, is it important to you to kind of continue that legacy, or are you is that uh, kind of a thing that you think about at all? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I think about that a lot. I watch, I watch the highlights before every game. So uh, I think about it a lot, but, you know, uh, people say it might be 2.0 or something, but I just want to try to make a name for myself, just like every other DB want to make a name for itself. And it's just a great thing to be, you know, mentioned with, you know, DBs who left, like, a, a legacy here. But at the same time, we want to do the same thing and leave our legacy here, too, for the future. So it's all a process, and we, uh, we'll we just take it all. Anything else? Thank you. Thanks. Y'all have a good one. All right. What we call him last week, T-Woo? T-Woo. We call him T-Woo. You was, uh, you was in New York calling games and stuff. Yeah, he was, we like, was big time. That. That's okay, uh, Turbo. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we call him now, T-Woo. That's what y'all call him, T-Woo. Yeah, man, he's, he's, like, he's out there making plays. Okay. All right. You know what? Another Back to the podium. Man. We got K-9, <laughs> Ken Walker. You know, it was a blessing to be out there with the guys. Um, today, it was pretty fun. Um, uh, give credit to my O-line for the game. Uh, and also the wide receivers, they did their job, too. So, you know, those guys made it a lot easier for me to play. Did you know after trying to block for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was kind of like, I didn't know if he was on block. Or was he, was he going to let the guy go by? But he actually put in a block. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Can six of you, your rookie class, have started since the draft? Uh, about this uh, in OTAs and you know those guys are motivated and uh and want to be great so like I feel like that shows on the field you know with preparation and also we got great vets here you know to show us the ropes you know like side penny for me and then you got guys over there like Q digs for them so uh you know having those vets is real helpful and it makes it easier for us as well Kenneth you were you were put as RB1 due to unfortunate circumstances happened over shot but uh Go through what your state of mind was coming into this game, knowing you were the lead back, and then looking back on what you accomplished and how you feel about it. Right. That. First off, yeah, I wanted to play for Rashad, you know, because that's somebody that always supported me. Uh, behind closed doors, he always supported me, you know. He was like my biggest fan, and he always wanted to see me do good, and nowadays you don't get that. 
a lot of the time. So I'm very thankful for Shad, and I hate that, uh, you know, he's going through that. But, uh, you know, yeah, just coming out here and playing for him and, uh, you know, everything he told me about reading my keys and everything with running here in the league has uh, made my job a lot easier and it helped me a lot. So you have to think about, you know, I mean, you put up huge numbers to have, you know, you know, a bunch of good runs, magical runs, I think, as your coach said. Um, you know, just looking back on it, what did you think of your performance? Oh, I think it was a good performance, you know. But a lot of times you'll think that, then you go watch film, and then, you know, you miss some things. But, yeah, I think uh, I did pretty good. But also, you know, like I said, give credit to the O-line. And, you know, the wide receivers like, uh, you know, DK and those guys, they made my job a lot easier. So, how, how are you able to spit through all those tackles on the sides? Oh, I, I don't know. I was just running hard, you know. I never liked the first guy to tackle me. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, that's my play style, just running hard. So I guess that's why. The Seahawks don't typically draft running backs as high as you in their history. Uh, I mean, how special was it to have this performance today on Sean Alexander Day? Oh, it was very special. You know, I got my a, a chance to meet um, Sean Alexander yesterday, you know, and I talked to him the day before I came in here. And it's, it's real it's real cool to see. You know, you see those guys from the past and those their highlights and how hard they ran, and, you know, they paved the way for guys like me. So, like, it was pretty cool, and it was great talking to him, and I, I'm pretty sure we'll be in touch from here on out. Did this feel like one of your college days? I mean, when you got the ball a lot, you sort of knew you were going to get the ball a lot, and you sort of, you know, got that kind of build up and get the rhythm and everything? Yeah, it does, you know, starting to feel much more comfortable in the backfield or in just just in the game in general, just feel more comfortable, and then preparation helps with that as well. Are you a running back in general that feels like he needs a few carries to get in the flow of things, like instead of being, you know, coming for a play or two here and there, does building over a handful of carries start to, to really get things going for you? Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of running backs around the league or just in general, you know, multiple carries, not multiple, but like to get in that rhythm. But also, you know, uh, just make the best of my opportunity whenever I get that chance to get the ball. James been moving you around a ton, playing some fullback, playing in the slot, playing outside. Outside, Have you ever played this many different spots in an offense or is this new territory for you? Mm-mm, no, I've did it. Uh, you know, in high school, I was always pretty much in the wide receiver position in the slot. You know, we had a guy named T. Foster. We would switch every series. So um, <clears throat> it's pretty normal to me. You know, in college, I didn't do it much because of the offense that we ran. But, um, yeah, it's pretty normal. And uh, I love doing different things other than running the ball. You, you, you fooled them a little bit on the play where the staff went to you and Gino kind of leaped up like it was going over his head? Yeah, that's just a great coaching, you know, uh, watching film. And I felt like that was going to work because we did it in practice and it worked, like, amazing. So, like, those guys dropped back. And then it was just like I was, like, at 10 yards before they even realized it. That was the young Ken Walker. Almost had 100 yards today. Ended with 21 carries and 97 yards. More to do when we get back. More analysis. More players as they step up to the podium. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks get it done 19-9. to They beat the Arizona Cardinals, a team that performs well on the road, but not today. Not here in Lumen. Geno and the gang get her done, but the defense really got it done. Now, Kyler Murray did rush for 100 yards, 10 for 100, but a lot of that was on a scramble. Had a big gain earlier in the game. The very first drive rushed about 42 yards, and after that it was a little here and there. Not too many explosive plays. Really impressed by this defense. Now, I understand that um, you're dealing with the number three running back when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, that there is a guy banged up on the line of scrimmage. But um, we've heard that story before last week where a lot of guys were out against the New Orleans Saints and the Seahawks still took the loss. So what does this win mean for this defense, Turbo? Well, it means a lot because it builds confidence. You know, it, it, it's a game where it's like, man, see, listen, it's like 
when, when you do things the right way, when you are disciplined, when you do communicate, right, when you are on the same page, here are the results, right? Here's the way we can get up the quarterback. Here's the way that we can stop the run. So it's all about now taking that, watching the film, you know, dissecting the film, and being able to take those good things and doing them consistently. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's an opportunity to see it working. You know what I'm saying? Like, because a lot of times, sometimes you underperform because you don't quite trust it, you know, because you're, you're mm-hmm. like, man, I'm trying it, but it's not working. Like, when, when I played with Howard Mudd, uh, you know, rest in peace, he used to have this little excuse uh, uh, chart. And so when you came to the sideline, you'd say what number it is. And, and one of them was, I tried what you told me and it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times when you're trying to learn something new, that happens, man. You're trying it really hard. You're where you're supposed to be, and it's still not working. And so this gives them film where they can see it working. They can see themselves executing uh, the defense. And, you know, like they were saying earlier, you know, this is, they only had five explosive plays, six sacks by six different dudes. So that was all good stuff. A fumble, you know, an interception, a fumble recovery. And then I, I, th- I think I just, I, I just saw this on Twitter somewhere. But um, uh, uh, Tariq Woolen leads the league in interceptions. Yes, he does. And Kobe Bryant leads the leagues in forced fumbles. Yes, he does. So which is, you know, so so those young dudes are like getting it done uh, with mm-hmm. as as they're growing in this defense. I uh, I low key felt disrespected by the Arizona Cardinals offense. Some guys went for it on fourth down five times five against times. this defense, man, and a couple times they were backed up. Now there were some situations fourth and two and you're in the red zone um and you can take that as disrespect or a compliment and saying, look, we need to get something going against this right. defense because we're not able to move the football. Kyler Murray was 23 of 37, 222 yards and one interception. Didn't really feel like he was close to breaking this game open. He had a couple passes to Rondell Moore that were good. Um, Zach Ertz had a couple catches. But like you mentioned, the explosives just weren't there. Yeah, absolutely. And also I think it was uh, – um, Steve, that mentioned, you know, they started the game off four for five on third down. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the game, they went 0 for 11. And so, I mean, that's a big compliment to, to the way the defense stepped up, you know, creating turnovers, making timely stops and tackles and sacks, uh, just interrupting their offense. And, uh, you know, people will say, like you said, they might talk about the injuries and stuff, but, man, they're all professionals, bro. Like, you still got to go out there and play. You still have to go out there and perform. You can't just say, like, you know, you know fall back because they don't have their full – compliment of players and I thought they played really well and I, I thought it was important to not let let Kyler Murray beat you because that's the only person they had over there that could and I thought they did a good job yeah and this defense did, did a great job keeping Zach Ertz under wraps Hollywood Brown under wraps they're playmakers right those main guys are really under wraps and we talk about the sacks but just the pressure overall just made Kyler Murray uncomfortable we, we may not have gotten to him every time uh, but we certainly made him uncomfortable and took them out of rhythm offensively I look at the penalty numbers as well. Last week, there were about 12 penalties for 85 yards. Today, they had six for 44. Um, Offensive linemen had a couple of false starts. But for the most part, this was a clean game. And I think that's another check mark when you look at things you want to accomplish. I think Pete Carroll says he always wants to be below double digit when it comes to penalties. It's nice to see them clean that up a bit. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, man. You're playing with a lot of young dudes. You know, I, I was just writing down the offensive line that, that finished the game today. And, you know, you have uh, the two rookie tackles. You have Phil Haynes, who's, who's in his fourth year. And you have uh, um, Lewis, who's in his third year. So it's a lot of young players. And then you have a rookie 
running back, and you look at the young dudes that are playing on defense. So you're going to have penalties here and there. But I, I thought they did a really good job today trying to play as clean as possible. You, you, know, you don't like to see some of those long runs you know, you know, coming back because of holding, holding calls and things. But that's something they can clean up, you know what I'm saying, as they get used to the league, understand what, how they're calling the game, all that kind of stuff. I will say this, though. The false starts. <laughs> when you're in your stance for that long, dude, like I'm not even going to lie. Like, like why are you just – I'm just – I promise you I would have led the league in false starts if, <laughs> if I played right now because I just could not wait to get going. And they, you know, they're snapping the ball at one second left on the play clock. Man, I'm moving it like about 20 seconds left on the play clock. <laughs> yeah, you know, going into to, to the game, Seattle have 44 penalties total uh, this season, a high number. Uh, and so that, certainly something that I'm sure Pete Carroll uh, addressed throughout the preparation process this week, and they were able to clean it up pretty well, cutting that penalty mark in half uh, from last week. And you got to play disciplined football to win. Yep, nice, clean game. Experience Lumenfield on the next level. Lumenfield Suites are the best way to entertain clients and develop business relationships, host company events and holiday parties, and together with friends and family, all while enjoying Seahawk football from a prime location. Check out our new website at Seahawks.com slash suites. More to do when we get back. More analysis. We're going to break this thing down. Seahawks get it done 19-9. to 9. We are here at Lumen Field, basking in the ambience of a win. Seahawks get it done 19-9, to and Geno Smith was at the podium a few moments ago, Big Rain. He mentioned that they started to bracket Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Now, in the past, as you mentioned off air, that might have been a recipe for disaster. Why wasn't it this time? Uh, I think it speaks to just the, the, the two people that we talked about in the pregame, Shane Waldron and the play calling. And D, um, and uh, Gino and his command of the offense. So he was able to go to other guys and not just stare down or force the guy or press the – I mean, force the ball or press the ball into trying to get it to those two guys. So Noah Fant led the team with six receptions for 45 yards. D. Eskridge had, you know, had hit a sighting today, three for 39. Come on, D. You know, Godwin got involved. They got a couple, couple of throws to the – uh, to the tight ends, all the tight ends had another reception, at least one reception again. So I think it really does speak to how when this offense is clicking on all cylinders, it's going to be really tough to defend because you can take away the two, two of the best receivers in the league. You can take, completely take them out of the game, and they were still able to muster yardage and points to win the football game. I'm like, a, um, I'm like an uncle on the sideline who shows up to watch his nephew play. And for five weeks, you don't see much. And then your nephew gets three receptions for 39 yards. And I'm telling him, man, we going to Sizzler after this, man. <laughs> he said Sizzler. Eskridge. I'm just happy that he's getting involved, right? He had three targets, three receptions. We saw him in the kick return game. I think, again, they might be able to unlock a character turbo that we just haven't really seen yet. Well, they really liked him coming out of college, right? And he's got a lot of speed, explosiveness. And then he had to deal with some injuries. He had the concussion and you know, had some hamstring issues and things like that. And so, you know, there, those are things that have held him back so far uh, in his career. But that doesn't say that he doesn't still have the skill set and the abilities uh, that, you know, the scouts and coaches saw in him, you know, coming out of college. And so now it's just about incorporating him a little bit here, a little bit there, let him get in the field of the game. And as he continues to get more comfortable, we'll start to see some explosive plays out of him. This yeah. No, I'm sorry. Right. I was, was going to say the other thing about that, too, is because everyone is expecting to get targets, it makes you lock in a little better. 
Like, like during practice, you're yeah. locked in a little more during the games. Because in, in the past, if you're just trying to get the ball to DK or Tyler, just human nature, if you're another receiver, you're just like, yeah, let me just run this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or if you're like a running back, you know, you're saying you're just maybe a little bit less locked in. But because Geno has spread the ball all around to everybody, uh, you practice a little bit harder. You probably study film a little bit better run routes a little bit harder, run a little bit harder because he's getting he's giving everyone an opportunity to contribute to the win. And I just really love the way, uh, even with the emergence of him getting the ball to DK and Tyler, that he still has not gone away from getting the ball to the tight ends. Yeah. Uh, because to me, that is the key to this whole thing, is keeping those tight ends involved. And to your point, Big Ray, you know, two things I take away from that. Number one is, as an offense, you build confidence in the sense that, hey, we we can we can be productive and win games in a majority of different ways. It doesn't right. have to always be about getting the ball, uh, you know, to the to the to the main targets. And then the other thing too is throughout this football game, like the Cardinals made some plays defensively, mm-hmm. right? And it just it just never seemed like we were out of sorts offensively, no matter what. Like it, 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 even even in the midst of the Cardinals making their plays in the backfield and some TFLs and you know, getting to the quarterback and getting some sacks, it really didn't feel like we were out of control ever. Right. You know, the, the 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 poise was still there, you know, between Geno uh, and these offensive players and even Shane Walton, you know, mm-hmm. calling plays. Uh, never felt like we were getting desperate, right, right. to do anything. And, and so uh, that's the sign of a maturing offense and an offense that's continuing to grow. What's fun about it, too, is that we left some plays out there. Yes. There are a couple of catches that could have been made, a couple of runs that could have been executed um, at a higher level. So when you grind one out like this and your defense plays well and you feel like you left some plays out there on the field, man, it's a it's a good feeling, and it's you still have some tape to watch. You're yes. still trying to improve. And they're in first place. They're tied for first place in the division. Crazy. I love the way Pete said that. It's like, you know, we're all like same record, but I'm looking at that as we're in first place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Being first. <laughs> and I love that. But uh, <laughs> but like like you said, Mike, you always want to have, and we're talking about this with the defense, an opportunity to say this is what it looks like when it works. And now here's the, the things we can improve on. And so the offense is the same way. Like here's a, here's an opportunity. It's a different deal. Uh, they took some things away from us, but this is how we – this is what we can do to make it work. And I thought at times – uh, because of the, the the Cardinals were putting so many guys around the line of scrimmage, it may have confused some of the young dudes a little bit, and so that kind of made the running game and sometimes the pass protection look a little bit ugly. Uh, but that'll be good. That'll be good learning film. You know, that's a good film to learn from. And uh, and I, I think, you know, with what they were, how they're executing the offense, using the tight ends, uh, Kenneth Walker getting the, his twenty carries, breaking tackles, all those kinds of things, getting him just used to the game. D. Eskridge, like, taking a big hit and getting up. You know, like, that's a win. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, he's been hurt, you know, in, on big hits in the past. And so, for him to even get that and shake it off and come back is a win for this offense. Love what I'm seeing out this offense and defense today. This year, Lumenfield is celebrating its 20th anniversary. To celebrate, we're giving away tickets to 20 events at Lumenfield. Events include Seahawks games, Sounders matches, all rain matches, and concerts. Visit lumenfield.com slash 20 years and fill out the form to enter for your chance to win. When we return, we will hear from Jen Mueller. She's standing by with Brian Monet. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Rookies making plays. We love to see that here in Seattle. But right now, we're going to go down to the locker room. Jen Mueller standing by with Brian Monet. We know that you were in there today because Al Woods was not, so you had a heavier rotation. Any sense of pressure filling in for the big guy? No, no pressure at all. I feel like... 
Big Al was out there with me. Like, I feel like he was out there. Like, I didn't feel like he was hurt. I feel like just talking about it in practice, you know, having each other's back. And I hope film shows that I had his back today. So, yeah, but he'll be back. He'll be back soon. Well, and I saw him talking a lot on the sidelines, but he's not the one out there trying to stop Kyler Murray. What was the key? I know he got some yards, but you guys made stops when you needed to. Yeah, coach said, you know, we had to, you know, come off the rock. You know, that's the main thing is like, you know, last week was kind of getting tossed around. So this week, I feel like we, uh, we, we brought the knock back back. I also thought maybe early on it was tough to shed some of those blocks. Did it get easier? Did technique get better in the second half, maybe? Yeah, technique got better in the second half. Just, you know, going through the film, going through the plays in uh, halftime adjustments. So, yeah. You knew that they were down a few running backs, but did they try more inside runs than you were anticipating in that first half? Yeah, that's why I was anticipating the read zone, so that's what I was mostly playing for. But yeah, I feel like everybody did their job, linebackers to the DBs to the D-line. I feel like we all played as one together. I know that Clint Hurt would say defense always starts up front. Is that what happened with just the entire defense? It is the fewest points allowed by this unit this year. Yeah, most definitely. I think, what, we had six sacks today, six was brought from the D-line. Shelby had one, Puna had one, Q, everybody was balling today, man. Yeah. Okay, so you were good. You had to bottle up Kyler Murray. What happens if you had to bottle up Ken Walker with the way that he was running? There was a couple. That he should have had some tackles for losses that he turned into positive games. Yeah, the Tuckles like that. He's like that. The bros like that. He he makes some cuts. He made, He's like that running back. And I'm just proud of him. You know, I can't wait to see how long this season goes and, you know, just keep getting better each week. What is it about this defense that you're going to take and apply next week? Because I, I can feel the energy in the side of the room. You stay, try to stay consistent, like, with practice, you know, keep the same schedule, you know. Don't treat nothing big or small, like, just cheat it how it usually is. And, you know, just show up to practice and practice is everything, like I said. And I tell you what, how about if we go for six sacks against ne uh, next week, Bump, as we get that back to you. I'm with that, Jen. I am with six sacks every day of the week. And you know what, Brian Monet, I pointed him out to you yes. one play. I go, man, you see Brian over there pushing guys back into the quarterback. Might not have gotten a sack there, but that type of push at the line of scrimmage just causes chaos for an offense. Well, I mean, he drove the center like a Mack truck on that play. Drove him straight <laughs> back uh, to the quarterback. And they actually got a tackle, I mean, a uh, um, credit for a tackle for a loss because the running back tripped over the court, mm. uh, over the center. But the, the thing I liked that he said and that even Jen pointed out was that uh, their ability to get off blocks. Right. And that's what they were struggling with uh, in, the, in the previous games where, like we talked about, they were where they're supposed to be, but they just weren't, like, doing what they're supposed to do once they got there. And so this game, they were able to do that. They were getting off blocks. They were uh, making tackles in the backfield, pulling the forward. This is his best game all year. He had five tackles. He had mm -hmm. a sack. He had a pass defense. And so uh, that getting, getting off the ball and getting off blocks, I think those were really key uh, wins for this defense and for this defensive line. Technique, big part of that, Big Ray. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about getting off blocks, and it's not just about, you know, physically overpowering somebody, right? right? You got to get your hands inside, exactly. placement, right, being able to, boom, get off a block that way using your technique. And when we talk about this team becoming more disciplined, it's not just about being in your gaps, right, or filling in the right holes, right? It's about using your techniques to get off blocks or guard robbers. There was one play, Kobe Bryant, man, made a great play on a ball. It didn't even touch the receiver. Just right. boom, just ran, yeah. you know, step for step with him the whole time, man. And so that's technique. This team is continuing to evolve, and I love to see it. Young men getting better at football. I am all here for it, fellas. Okay, when we return, we get more analysis, 
More interviews from Jim Miller standing by with Puna Ford. That's next. Seahawks get it done, 19-9. Puna Ford had himself a day, five tackles, one sack, three TFLs, and even a pass defended. He's standing by with Jim Miller now. Puna, why does this look like a revitalized defense today? Uh, I don't know. I guess the guys are starting to buy in and come together and just, just take every uh, practice serious and just try to apply it to the game. Was that an issue, though, to not taking practice seriously? Because I know that you always practice at a high level of energy. And not even that. Just, you know, more so guys coming together, you know, feel me, and just trusting each other and just buying into the defense. How'd you get to Murray? Huh? How did you get to Murray for the takedown? I don't know. Just get out of my way, I guess. Come on. There's got to be something. You were setting him up. There was some technique. There's something. I just took an uh, inside move. And I just caught the outside uh, shoulder of the center and was able to get through. I watched you block that ball or, or get a hand on that ball, and I thought, that would hurt my hands. Does it feel that way for you? And the look you just gave me, come on. What? Nah, I just, you know, adrenaline's gone. You don't really feel nothing. You feel me just in the moment excited. What was different about the defense as a whole, not just the front seven, but what else happened today? I don't know, just a bunch of brothers playing together. Like I said, we starting to trust each other and just buy in to what uh, you know, Coach Hay is trying to do with us. Tariq Woolen, how much credit does he get for what he's done so far? Man, that boy the truth, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Monet said that uh, Clint Hurt kind of calling you guys out and saying that you guys needed to perform better inspired you. Is that accurate, and what did he say? Yeah, like, you know, you know, you know he was the, uh, you know, he used to be the uh, D-line coach. And, you know, he takes a lot of pride in that group. And, you know, he expects us to play at a high level every Sunday. And, you know, you know we weren't really getting it done. So we just try to come out today with the right mindset and just play for him and just, you know, give it all we got. And here's what we know about Clint Hurt, Michael Bumpus. He deals in truth and numbers, and that, I'm sure, was a tough conversation, a needed one, as the defense does turn it around today against the Cardinals. You, Jen. Yeah, I would uh, anticipate that Clint Hurd just keeps it 100 all the time. I don't see any BS in that man's body <laughs> when I look at him. And good for Puna Ford. He is, I would say, a favorite among our crew, you know, and I would hope a favorite amongst uh, the 12. So to see him put up the numbers he did today, like I mentioned, five sacks, I mean, excuse me, five tackles, one sack, three TFLs, a pass defended, good for 97. Is he 97? 97. Yeah. 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 The, the thing I like is that. He's to me. He's one of the guys on that defensive line that has to figure out how he fits into this scheme. Because when it was four three, he could just kind of come off the ball. He had one gap. He could really attack one half of a guy. He didn't have to take on a whole dude and read and react and those kinds of things. And today it seemed this seemed more. He felt seemed more comfortable in what he's his role is and how his skill set fits. Because for a long time he's probably one of the more underrated defensive tackles in the league. You know, and he's not a very tall big dude, but he's kind of a shorter, thicker, wider dude that has athleticism and explosion, and you were able to see a little bit more of that today. Yeah, and he, he, took, he took advantage of the matchup that he had today. You mm -hmm. know, we talked in the pregame about the, the, the rookie for the Arizona Cardinals starting that center, and he started lead licked his chops <laughs> from the start of this football <laughs> game uh, and certainly dominated that matchup, and it was great to see him have his best performance this season. What I like about this D-line, it was by committee, man. I'm looking at the stat sheet. You got Puna. With a sack, you got Jefferson with a sack, you got Shelby Harris with a sack, 
Um, Daryl Taylor with a sack. This is the most production we've gotten out of this D-line. Well the, well, the cool thing, too, is how they're starting to kind of uh, use guys in different spots. Like I saw a couple times where Quentin Jefferson was standing up on the, on the, as an end and rushing from the end, and he can also play the tackle. And I think he's just been a really good pickup for the Seahawks. He's, he's had, you know, if you think about the pass rush from the defensive tackle position, he's had pretty consistent pressure on quarterbacks this year. He's a guy that's been hitting the quarterback. I think he has more than an then one sack, and then today, you know, he kept showing up. So I think everyone, and coaches included, are starting to really figure out how dudes fit in, where they fit in, how they play. Daryl Taylor played, you know, better today. So that truth-telling numbers thing must have impacted him in a way. Nuoso just keeps doing what he does, is around the ball a lot. I think he had a sack today. So uh, as, as these guys really start to understand how their skill sets fit and what they've been asked to do, uh, I, think they'll, I think the defense will slowly get better. All right. You heard it there from Ray Roberts, coach himself. <laughs> All right, when we return, we'll put a bow on this thing. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking call Beacon. All right, it's time for the player of the game. The player of the game is brought to you by Telluride X Pro from Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Who's going to be our player of the game? I feel like you can go several places. Every week you can go several places. But this week it's real because we got that W. You can go offense. You go defense. There's some defense alignment. I'm going to start with Turbo. Turbo, who you got? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's that mean? That's that, that's that K-9 right that's there. That's that K-9. <laughs> that's that K-9 right there, Bump. Ray. I feel you, dog. Oh, my walk God. The third, baby. Player of the game, uh, hands down. I was so confused. I was so confused. I'm like, you a Q-Dog? Did you play in college? What'd you do? Hey, for his first start, man, he played a good game. There's going to be a lot of things that he could take away from this film uh, to learn from, good and bad. Uh, but overall, man, he played a hell of a game. And uh, to me, he's the player of the game. Big Ray. Yeah, you know, uh, I thought the defense played well, and typically we would pick a, a defender, uh, you know, because it seems like, the, you know, they, Arizona had 11 possessions and didn't score any touchdowns, you know, and so they only walked away with field goals, so you would like to pick a defender, but it was so many dudes that contributed to it, it's kind of hard to pick one, but I still like the way that Geno managed the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was, you know, 20 for 31 for 197 yards. He didn't have any – um, touchdowns, but he also didn't have any turnovers. But he also ran the ball, you know, timely runs. He had uh, another six carries for 48 yards. And so he did with his feet. He kept drives alive. It kept the, the defense honest. And he kept putting the Seahawks in a position to at least get the field goal out of it and then, and then on the touchdown drive. So I'm going to go with Geno Smith as my player of the game. Go with Geno. Hey, what you do? For K hey, I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with K9. I'm gonna go. I can't do it the way Turbo do it, so I gotta let him do it for me. I am with K9 as the player of the game. Say 12s. Now it's your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for the Kia's Electric Player of the Game. Now let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station, Cairo, Cairo Radio, a conversation, breaking news direct from the sidelines, and where the 12s hear the Seahawks, KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. 
Okay, today's final score is Seahawks 19, Cardinals 9. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible, pregame engineer Brennan Rogers, on-site engineer Zach Davies, and production assistant Nashant Kandapudi. Studio coordinators Matt Nelson and Brady Robry, executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, is Nasa Chobie. The Seahawks are back on the road next week for a battle against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Pre-game coverage begins at 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of hot talk, but if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, I am Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 19-9 over the Cardinals. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for Hawk Talk. I am Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. The Seahawks are victorious here at Lumen, 19-9 over the Arizona Cardinals. Geno Smith was 20 of 31, 197, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Kenneth Walker got his first start. 21 carries the young man had for 97 yards and one touchdown. Could have easily had over 100 yards if a couple plays were not called back. Receiving-wise, Noah Fenn led the charge. He had 6 for 45. D. Eskridge had his best game as a pro so far. He had three catches on three targets for 39 yards. Lots of pass catchers, but the focus has to be this defense. The Cardinals had not given or had not had an explosive play over 30 yards all year. First drive of the game, <laughs> Kyler Murray takes one for 42 yards, and we're doing what Turbo's doing right now. We're shaking our heads. We're like, oh, man, here we go. But somehow they found a way to buckle down. I like what I saw with this defense today, Ray. Yeah, I do too. Like, if you look at some of the stat line, you know, they like we talked earlier, uh, they started 4 for 5 on third down, finished 0 for 11 for the rest of the game. Uh, they held them, they stopped them four out of five times on fourth down. They had six sacks with six different dudes. And then after that one big play, there's only four more explosive plays. So the defense kind of showed up, you know, and I, th- I think we're talking about Clint Hurt and his idea around uh, truth. And the, 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 the other thing about that is that truth leads to trust, right? So you can trust that dudes are going to do what they're supposed to do when they get in there. There's a quote that says, trust begins uh, with truth and it ends with truth. And so today they're going to be able to see some trust happening because of the way they played on defense. Yeah, they they uh, you know they were disciplined in their assignments today. They trusted each other as it pertained to like you know the next guy, the guy next to me is gonna do his job, so I can just focus on me. And when you're doing that collectively, that's when the good plays start to happen. Uh, and we saw that in today's football game. You know, we had some struggles during the season holding teams, particularly in the run game defensively, but not today. Today we got a lot better. P. Carroll says an explosive play in the run is a 12-yard gain. An explosive play in the air is a 16-yard gain. The Cardinals only had five explosive plays. So now let's focus on that box, specifically that D-line, man. Six sacks from six different players. We had Puna Ford, Quentin Jefferson, Shelby Harris, Jenna Nwosu, and Daryl Taylor all contributed with sacks. These guys had eight sacks going into this game and somehow found a way to corral Kyler Murray. I know he had 10 rushes for 100 yards, but those were scrambles. When he came down to it, fourth down, they went for it five times. Third down, they were four for 16. This team found a way to get after the quarterback. Well, the cool thing about that, too, is that Kyler Murray is a tough dude to get down. I mean, you, you see when you get him out in, in space – He's gonna def- he's gonna defeat most people that he gets out into space, and, and then and he has that Russell Wilson thing in him and his ability to escape pass rushes and stuff. And so for for them to be able to get that type of pressure on him and get him to the ground, not just pressure and making a bad throw, but actually getting him to the ground, uh, I thought that was super impressive. And and for all those different dudes to be able to do that, uh, to take it upon themselves to say I'm gonna win my one on one. So that we always say there's no I in team. 
but it takes a lot of eyes to execute what the team <laughs> wants to do. And so it was, it was good to see those guys stepping up and playing that way. Yeah, and one of the most difficult things to do when you're dealing with quarterbacks who can scramble is keep them from getting to the edges. And that takes discipline from mm-hmm. our ends, right? Uh, when, you're, when you're rushing the pass, you're not, not, not getting too far up the field, right, to, to where you're running past the quarterback and now he's able to, boom, slip underneath and be able to, uh, you know, get yardage that way. For the most part, we kept them in the pocket, corralled them in the pocket, and that's how we were able to get sacks and really keep him uncomfortable uh, in that pocket, particularly in the second half. And so uh, certainly a huge improvement from this defensive line. And, you know, I said earlier in our show, you know, this game was won up front, offensive line and defensive line, and they really showed up and got better today. Ray, there's no I in team. There's an I in win, though. Absolutely. They got a win today, nice. you know what I'm like saying? That. You need I like that. that. I like thing. that. But uh, now now let's talk about this offensive line. Right. Talk to me, Ray, because Geno Smith, I think this was the most he's been sacked yes. all year. He had uh, five sacks today with a loss of 37 yards. Was it the offensive line? Was it him holding on to the football? Was it a combination? What did you see? I think it was a combination of it uh, because there's a, I think Geno uh, in the last couple games trying to wait for things to develop downfield just kind of held on to the ball just a, just maybe a count or two too long and and has been sacked. And so you can say, like, you know, you you don't want your guy to sack the quarterback, but you're playing against some really good football players, so you give up sacks that way. And then there was a couple times where uh, our tackles just got beaten. Uh, like one time I think Charles Cross was laid off the ball with the snap and the guy beat him around the corner. There was a power rush that, uh, that Abe kind of gave up. And then there was some where they just crowded the line of scrimmage, and Arizona – this is the thing we have to look for the next few games. Every time Arizona does something against the Seahawks that work, they are going to keep seeing it week after week after week after week. A few years ago is the double A-gap blitz that kind of got the, the Seahawks all confused. This time they put a lot of dudes at the line of scrimmage. Half of them went to the, you know, the whole D-line went to the, to the right, and then someone looped back to the left, and that guy got the sack, I think number 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those are the types of things that kind of got the Seahawks today. But nothing to be overly concerned about, but just other than just being prepared for that type of thing moving forward. Yeah, and I would give the Cardinals credit to, you know, their secondary did a good job on, on, in, in some areas defending uh, what we wanted to do in the passing game. We talked about how they were bracketing both DK and Tyler Lockett today. And, you know, Geno Smith being the good quarterback that he is was still able to spread the ball and get, uh, you know, receptions to, to, to other targets. But some of those sacks were covered sacks, you know, mm-hmm. just not being able to, uh, you know, see your reads down the field. They weren't getting open. Uh, some of them were putting ourselves in unmanageable third-down situations because we jumped off sides or whatever the case may, may have been on, on, on the second-down uh, play which allows then the, def- the, the defense to have an advantage there uh, from the rush. So I would probably say from a pass protection standpoint, maybe our worst game of the season. Right. You know, we've been pretty clean for the most part. But So it's certainly, you know, j- just like you can build off positive things, mm-hmm. you can take things that were negative and, and, and approve upon those things as well. Yeah, I feel that there was – I think today was the first time I saw Gino throw a pass where I scratched my head. I'm like, all right, well, what was you thinking there? It was an early pass mm-hmm. to DK Metcalf, man coverage. DK runs a hitch. Guy's all over him. He throws that football. Other than that, I think he kind of um, corralled himself and said, okay, I can't make those type of mistakes again. Also, what I like seeing <clears throat> is just the distribution of the football. Mm-hmm. You got Noah Fenton with six catches, D with three, DK with two, Goodwin with two big ones um, on a scoring drive, I believe. Tyler Lockett with two, Kenneth Walker with two, Disley with one, and Kobe Parkinson with two. 
the longest catch of the day came from a guy we haven't seen very much of, and that's Marquise Goodwin. He had a 22-yard gain. I believe that was on a third down as well. So even when you're not putting together the numbers offensively that you're used to seeing, you can still look at the stat sheet and say, okay, he's still distributing the ball at a very high level. Yeah, the, the thing I like about all that is, like, it, with that tight end group, right, you're asking all three of those dudes to block. At the, you know, be an end man on the line of scrimmage, block these defensive ends and block these linebackers. And so you have to give them some love by giving them some targets. And so that, you know, giving them an opportunity to catch the ball and run and score touchdowns keeps them engaged in the running game. And I'm telling you, by the third quarter of this season, this offensive line will be one of the better op- – I'm telling you, it'll be a top 10 or 12 offensive line because right now even they're playing these two rookie tackles and not giving them a, a whole lot of help. Like, usually you have a tight end over there or you have the running back chipping. There's not a whole lot of that happening with these two tackles. They are literally learning in the fire, and that's the best way to learn it. So you're going to have games where it doesn't look as great. But I'm telling you, by the end, by the, the third quarter of the season, the way they're running the ball, the way Geno has command of this offense, and the way he's distributing the ball, it's going to be one of the better offensive lines in the league. Our producer, Nasa Choby, just handed me some, uh, some stats that are pretty interesting. Here's one. The Seahawks defense was on the field for 11 possessions today and did not allow a touchdown, something we have not seen all year also. Kobe Bryant has four forced fumbles on the year and has a forced fumble in three straight games. His four forced fumbles leads the NFL. Also, Tariq Woolen is the first rookie since 1970 to record both an interception and an opponent fumble recovery in consecutive games. I mean, goodness gracious, rookies! <laughs> like, are they are they going to look like rookies? Eventually, they'll have their rookie moments, and they probably already had their rookie moments right. with the pass interferences early. Um, them just getting adjusted to what they can and can't do on the football field. But again, you get contributions contributions from young guys. Turbo, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, and what I love most about these guys, man, is just how they respond. How they respond to good things that happen. How they respond to bad things that happen. You know, you you mentioned the stat about Kobe Bryant. I mean, it was just a few weeks ago, week, week, week one and two. You know, week one he got benched, you know, and, and week two was kind of like, you know, not, not playing as much as he is now. He never let those things, like, discourage him, right? He just, just kept working, kept fighting, kept getting better, and you're starting to see those results on the field uh, right now. So it's, uh, it, it, it's really interesting to see, and, and listen, that speaks to the maturity that these young guys already have in their personalities, you know. Like, hey, listen, I'm an overcomer, right? Uh, and that's what I like, I think, most about the young guys that are playing for this defense, right? Well, the other thing I like, too, is how the veterans talk about them. Like, you know, talk about how they prepare, their approach to it, their professional approach to it. Quandre mentioning that um, uh, that Woolen is, like, learning it from the head, you know, from the shoulders up. So, right. you know, intellectually, he's kind of – getting into it, and you hear about Pete talking about how those two tackles go about doing their work. And there's an old saying in the locker room, rookies should be seen and not heard. And like uh, Tariq Woolen would say, shoot, those, jo- those, <laughs> those jokers being seen, bro, because they are getting it done. When I, you hear that phrase, um, he has a nose for the ball. <laughs> right. Right? That's how you describe those two. Yeah. They literally have a nose for the ball, and it's I've never seen anything like this, rookies contributing – consistently the way that they are especially at the position that they're uh, at their playing because at the corner spot I mean you can contribute and not record a stat mm-hmm. and you can lock a guy down not defend a pass knock an interception and you won't show up on the stat sheet to where these guys they're showing up on the stat sheet at positions um, that it's tough to do like when you show up on the stat sheet as a corner 
big plays. You're talking about forced fumbles. You're talking about fumble recoveries. You're talking about interceptions. You're talking about pick sixes, and they've done all of that. Yeah, and you talk about what? Tariq Woolen, four interceptions, four straight games. The only other two corners to do that is Jarius Bird and Joe Hayden. <laughs> yeah. You what? know what I'm saying? Like, hey, 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 I'm impressed right pretty, now. Hey, I'm impressed, Turbo. That, that's pretty good company. You, yeah, he pulled, pulled that, names. right? Okay, hey, I see He said it with a straight face and everything. Yeah, Y'all should like, see his face no, right no, now. No, it's right there on his phone, too. <laughs> Where my pen at? Where my pen at? <laughs> well, the other cool thing, too, is, you know, when in the postgame, Pete said, if you can give me a coverage that can guarantee we're going to cover the deep ball and the comeback, like I'd run it every single time. In the last in in a, in a two weeks, he got one interception on the comeback and one on the deep ball. And so, uh, mm-hmm. so maybe his nickname is the coverage. You know what I'm saying? Coverage. Like I, I don't Ooh. know. But <laughs> like uh, but I just I like that. Like uh, like I think it was Pete said they're not like fluky interceptions. They're he's using his technique. He's using his athleticism. He's studying plays. He's he's you know running what he's seeing, you know, trusting what he's seeing in his study film and all that kind of stuff. And then this rookie class is just tremendous. Like, I mean, I remember when I came here in Seattle, uh, there was a class that was, I think, before me that was like Chris Warren and Cortez Kennedy and Robert Blackman and uh, Terry Wooten. It was, it was a really good class. And then you had you fast forward to the Legion of Boom class and all that kind of stuff. And this seems like it has the making of a class like that. I 100% agree, man. These guys are – I mean, they're out there on the field playing in these games, man. You know what I mean? They're getting all of the reps that are going to help them uh, improve each and every week. But it's not just the reps. It's about what they're doing with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk the old saying, take advantage of your opportunity. Man, these guys are definitely taking advantage of their opportunities. And, and, and I mean, it's really cool to see. Yep, it is fun to see this young team, this young defense start to grow, especially those two. All right, when we return, we're going to go through some highlights. Finally, after a win. That's coming up next in your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. And now it's time to recap some of these highlights. The very first highlight, man, Kyler Murray opened up the game and we were shook a little bit. He braced one for 42 yards for a touchdown. This led to a field goal. Benjamin starts out wide, now comes back into the backfield on third down and four. Play fake. Murray's going to run. He's got some running room on the right side. There he goes down the sidelines midfield being chased racing across the field to run him out of bounds on the far side is Ryan Neal. And once again, it's that same kind of run play fake inside and there was nobody to turn that play back inside on the far right edge. Dave, a pickup of 42. Yeah, actually, it wasn't the play fake inside. It was actually the same count quarterback counter that they ran with Taysom Hill. That uh that delivered him to the end zone, and so they did the same thing here. They pulled the the I think of the backside guard and the tight end with the kick out, and then he followed the tight end up in the hole, broke it to the outside, forty-two yard t- game. Ray, do you mean to tell me this is a copycat league? Copycat league. That's exactly what happened right there. Okay, this next play first, Ken Walker gets a direct snap for seventeen yards, and then soon after that, man, he breaks one for thirty-four yards. This led to a field goal, three-three. First down and 10, handoff to Walker inside. Stutter steps at the line, bounces outside. He's got running room, gets a block from Geno. 30, 25, steps out of bounds at the 20. Geno Smith hustling down the side on the right side. And what happened to the Hawks in their first drive just happened to the Cardinals. Nobody on the edge. And here comes Walker for another big run just inside the Arizona 20, a 34-yard run. Yeah, this was a nice read and cut back by Kenneth Walker right here. 
Now, Gino, he didn't get the pancake like Carson Wentz did <laughs> Thursday night, you know, but he did do enough to help spring Kenneth Walker for a few more yards. Nice play. All right, the Seahawks get into a nice little two-minute drill. We saw Marquise Goodwin with a big catch, and then soon after that, Geno Smith scrambles for 24 yards. This led to, you know what, guys, another field goal, <laughs> 6-3 Hawks. Here comes the rush. Geno steps up in the pocket. Pump fake. Now he's going to run. Got some running room. 40, 30, 25, runs out of bounds short of the 20-yard line. They can't account for him, and Murphy, the defensive back, couldn't catch up with Geno as Geno just kind of strided away from him and picked up 24, and just like that, the Seahawks are well within field goal range. Well, for Geno to, to have someone not be able to catch up to him, I don't know if we'll hear that a whole lot, but the one thing, <laughs> I, the one thing I like about Geno is just his timing of when he takes off and run and runs, and then when he decides to throw the ball uh, when he's running. His eyes are always downfield, so... His his uh, choice uh, choosing to run has been spot on every time this year. Geno looking like a mobile quarterback, not as mobile as this guy, Kyler Murray, but he fumbles forced by you-know-who, Kobe Bryant, recovered by you-know-who, Tariq Woolen, the rookies, and press again. Here comes the rush. Murray steps up. Now he's going to scramble. Now he's going to run. He's going to pick up a first down. Ball is out. Ball is on the ground and recovering into the Seahawks. Ball was stripped away as Tariq Woolen recovers the fumble. Anytime there's a ball in his neighborhood, he thinks it's got his name on it. The Seahawks forced the fumble, and I think it was Kobe Bryant who forced the fumble. Tariq Woolen recovers. Seattle has the football. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. These guys are starting to become like a Batman Robin type feel, you know, this one-two punch. I'm going to punch the ball out, and you're going to recover it, man, kind of thing. It's so great to see these two young rookies really developing and flourishing in this defense. Something we talked about in the pregame show, special teams, and it shows up again. Dixon fumbles a punt. It's recovered in the end zone for Arizona's, Arizona's only touchdown. The score is now 12-9 to Seahawks. Oh, look out. Somebody did not pick up Golden rushing through. The ball comes out from Michael Dixon. The second week in a row, the punt team has had an issue, and Arizona recovers in the end zone for a touchdown. Chris Banjo, a backup safety, and on all the special teams, and I mean somebody came untouched right up the middle. I think it was Golden right into the face of Michael Dixon. And for the second week in a row, the punt team has given up a ball here, a touchdown. <laughs> that was Dixon right there, man. He was in the end zone, got the block, the punt blocked. They scooped, they scored. It's all good there, okay? But later on in the game, the Hawks going to drive. Seven plays, 75 yards. Ken Walker, 11-yard touchdown, 19-9. Underneath handoff to Walker. Cuts back outside to the 10. Stiff arms a man to the 5. He is in! Touchdown, Seahawks! Ken Walker the third from 11 yards out. Carries it into the end zone on the left side. Nice job by his offensive front. Great job by Geno getting him down there. His second career touchdown. He is one happy man. And the Seahawks now double up on Arizona, 18-9.
I think he did a little dance on this one. I was trying to figure out it's what it was. It was a little what? TikTok. You know what? them kids. Kind of pooty can probably do it. Little it TikTok a, dances and I stuff. I was looking like, what <laughs> dance is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, hey, man, hey, you, you know what builds confidence in running backs, man? Getting into the end zone. Yes. Even more so than breaking those big runs. Great to see him score a touchdown and hit the TikTok. Hit the I TikTok. <laughs> the kids call it. But this next one, man, they keep trying this, man. Tariq Woolen intersects Kyle, Kyler Murray on a goal ball. Seattle lines up four to rush on Kyler Murray, and they rush four. Murray steps up. He's going to throw deep down the sideline, and Woolen reaches up, and he makes another interception. Are you kidding me? Tariq Woolen, perfect position, intercepts his fourth in four games. And Woolen now has become the seventh player in franchise history to record an interception in four consecutive games. The last one was B.B. Brandon Browner back in 2011. Well, the thing I like about that is his awareness as to what was going on. When we talked to him in the postgame, he could see this signal going on between the quarterback and Hollywood Brown, and he just assumed that in this situation, it's probably going to be a go route. So he was able to stay on top of the go route, went up, and high, high pointed the ball, used some of his uh, receiver skills that he said he worked on a little bit and came down with the interception. Great for him. Great play by Tariq Woolen. Great play by all these guys that we just mentioned. And the Seahawks get it done 19-9 to here at home. When we return, we're going to break it down. Who is the MVP of this game? That is next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. The Seahawks get her done. 19-9, they beat the Arizona Cardinals, a team that is very good on the road. An impressive win led by this defense. And now it's time for the guys to choose their game MVP. Something tells me I'm going to have to be the tiebreaker because we only got two today. Paul Moyer's on vacation. Marcus Trufant had a lifting accident. He's trying to lift them weights too much. He's trying to be like Turbo. Tell he him he, ain't, he, he, he ain't big like Turbo. True, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You better be careful to, out like, there. Like a lift when you're going like, like snowboarding or something? No. <laughs> like a weights. Wait, you got a lift in I cannot wait till Drew comes back. <laughs> he, what, what was he trying to do? Some deadlifts? He, he was squatting, I think. Doing some squats. Oh, man. So I don't put Come weight on, on my back no Yeah, more. you don't need to squat no more, baby. Drew, if you're listening, kettlebells, baby. <laughs> kettlebells. <laughs> That's All real. right, man, let's get back to these MVPs, though, man. Let's start with uh, Turbo, the guy who still lifts massive amount of weight. <laughs> You know what that is? That's a growl right there. I thought DMX was in the building. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what's in the building? What's that? A K-9 a is K-9 in the building. A K-9 is in the building. You okay. know what I'm saying? And that's who the MVP is today. Kenneth Walker III, man, really got his got his first start today. And, uh, you know, he performed really well, man. Got into the end zone, um, almost 100 yards on the ground. But some things he's going to be able to watch the tape and learn from and improve from. But overall, I had a great performance today. He's my MVP. K-9, who you got, Big Ray? Well, you know, I want to give a shout-out to the, those guys on defense, too. Like, they had six different guys with six, you know, that had sacks. Uh, Tariq had his uh, interception, fumble recovery. Uh, uh, Kobe caused another fumble. So those guys played really good football. 11 possessions without giving up a touchdown. Did some good stuff. 0 for 11, you know, for mo- you know, the second half of the game or the second quarter on. Uh, with a third down conversion. So I want to get him some love, but I still want to stick with my man, Geno Smith. You know, he just the way his command of the, uh, of the offense, uh, his timely runs, uh, keeping drives alive and then, and then helping deliver, uh, you know, the last drive to get a touchdown that kind of sealed the game. Because I just felt the whole game, if they could score one touchdown, the game would kind of be out of reach for, for the Cardinals. So I'm sticking with my man, Geno, and uh, hope that he's still not calling them back. All right, we got Geno, we got K-9. 
What them dogs do? What them dogs do? I'm with my dog. I'm with my dog. I'm going K9, man. The young man should have had over 100 yards. Had a couple called back. Once he learns the, the tempo of that offensive line and how to let things kind of create for him, I think he's going to be that much better because he's got some wiggle, man. I mean, he put that foot in the ground a couple of times and had dudes snatching their ankles, calling for the trainer to come get him because the ankles is gone. So I got to go with Mr. K9, K-Dub, the third. NASA, our producer, who's your, who's your MVP? Ken Walker. All right. Yep. So we got it. I don't it. care what y'all say. I'm the biggest dude in here, dang on. Oh, I'm about to pick up something messing with Ray. You can't just take Ray. No, but you know the thing I like about Ken, and you could see this in the game, you know, he was he was really trying to figure out his rhythm. And you know, you I think Turbo can probably speak to this better than I can, but you know, he he played in two different systems in in college. And the Wake Forest system was kind of the zone read where they would almost come to a stop at the line of scrimmage before they determined who was gonna take the ball. And so he learned a lot of patience from that. But in his transfer, he wanted to play in a more kind of pro-style running game system. And so he went to Michigan State and was able to use some of that stuff and then be explosive through the hole. So you saw him bits and pieces of that today. And so there were times, like Turbo said, where I thought he got a little bit in, indecisive. And there were times where he just put his foot in the ground, made yardage, made people miss, and you saw all those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is a, a good launching pad for what he can, what he can do for the rest of the year. Reps, baby. It'll get better with reps. Yep, I love it. Okay, when we return, we will look forward to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the Seahawks' next opponent. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle 10, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's time to look forward to the Los Angeles Chargers. They got Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen might be healthy and ready to go. We are back on the road, going back to Cali. These guys are potent on paper. When the season started, they were one of the favorites to win their division. Also, they made some upgrades on defense as well. So I like that we got it done today because I feel like this is going to be more of a challenge once you go down there to Cali and play the Bolts. I'm not sure how completely healthy they are. We'll see them tomorrow on Monday Night Football against the Les Rides, Denver <laughs> Broncos. Um, but what are, you, what are you expecting to see out of these guys, Big Ray? Well, you know, they obviously have some weapons on offense with uh, Justin Herbert, you know, being one of the up-and-rising stars at quarterback, have a big receiver in, in Mike Williams, and then uh, uh, Eckler, the running back. He's a kind of a Swiss Army knife kind of a guy. He can run the ball. He can catch screens. He spreads out wide. So it's going to be a challenge for our defense to corral all of that. And then off, uh, on their defensive side, you know, they got Derwin James at safety. So it's going to be that matchup will be interesting with him and the tight ends. And then they have – have Bosa and uh, well, is Bosa still there? Yeah, Bosa and uh, Khalil Mack <clears throat> at defensive end. So it's going to be a real test for our tackles against two very accomplished, uh, very skilled pass rushers. Yeah, definitely the the LA Chargers present a number of different challenges uh, for our team. You know, you mentioned uh, Duran James and their secondary, uh, led by also J.C. Jackson, who's their starting corner. So it'd be a nice matchup for. You know, Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf, uh, you know, going up against uh, him. And uh, not to forget Asante Samuel Jr., who's a, who's an up-and-coming uh, DB as well, playing for that team on the other side of J.C. Jackson. And so two really good corners, uh, really good safety. And offensively, you know, last it started off kind of slow. Last couple games, they've been able to get Eckler going. Uh, he's got 100 yards rushing in the last two games. 
uh, and uh, you know, and didn't have that the first, you know, the right. first, you know, the first uh, in the beginning of the season. So uh, they're starting to find their rhythm a, a, a little bit offensively. Justin Herbert dealt with some injuries early. Uh, he's kind of returning to form. Him and Keenan Allen been doing their thing together for a couple years now. Uh, so it'll be a nice test for us going to L.A. Also, Mike Williams. He is a baller over there out of, I believe he went to Clemson, Mike Williams. Yes. Also, we get to see our guy, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's been over there so far this year. He has 17 receptions for 213 and two touchdowns. So we will be reunited by uh, one of our guys. But either way you put it, it should be a great battle. We'll see if these guys can put together two wins. That'd be nice. One at home, one on the road. Let's go down to Cali and get it done. Today's final score is Seahawks 19, Cardinals 9. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible, pregame engineer Brennan Rogers, on-site engineer Zach Davies, and production assistant Nashant Kandapudi. Studio coordinators are Matt Nelson and Brady Robick. Executive producer of the Seahawks radio network is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks are back in a row next week. They're going to L.A. to battle Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Pregame coverage begins at 10 a.m. on Seattle Sports. For Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win at home 19-9.